it's me hi i'm the problem it's me you don't own me okay uh welcome back to the observation um the number one show in crypto and culture sponsored by cash app cash app when personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters that's money. That's Cash App. And when you use my code, Aubrey, you'll get $15 in free money when you sign up. So use my code, please. Um, so back to Taylor Swift Midnights. That's money for sure. Fair. Yeah, money. She's, sure. she's broken a ton of records. Or really? Like, literally, like most streamed female on Spotify. Is this the first album she's... No, she released those two... She released the two sort of sepia tone albums on her own. Evermore and Folklore? Before she, before she released the... You remember how she had the drama with Scooter? I was wondering if we could say, like, that's money, that's an album she released and owns all by herself. But I think she owns those other two. Yeah. Let's get into, this makes me want to get into music NFTs, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> Cooper! Music NFTs. Where are you? Um, no, okay, the album. So it came out last Friday... Uh, I streamed it and I felt like you were already shooting. Aubrey was already sending me songs to sing. And I was like, uh, well, so we should do a cold open yet. for the show. It's great. Me, me and so Maddie and I, if you don't know, have a band called subway rats. If you're interested in hearing more covers like the one you just heard, please comment below. Yeah. Um, let us know, add us, tag us, send requests in song requests for sure. That would be fun. Maybe we'll make a full playlist of just covers, <laughs> Subway Rats covers. It has nothing to do with the observation. Um, okay, so I just want to give you guys my favorite songs on the album. Obviously, mm. Antihero, the one we just sang, Banger. Mm-hmm. You didn't like the sexy baby lyric, which is controversial right now. Well, just the first time. What I what I thought was interesting about it is this the first time I heard it. it hadn't been on the web. I didn't know there was Discord. The web. Maddie's also like 80 uh. years old, by the way. <laughs> But it was just so blatant. Like, it, you're just listening to the song, like, okay, cool. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby. And you're like, what the? But then I Googled, and it's about 30 Rock, and I like uh, Tina Fey. So I was like, cool, Taylor. That's what do fine. you mean? Explain this. We didn't. Oh, people think it's a reference to a 30 Rock episode. Ooh. Ooh. That was almost We almost bad. lost the laptop. It's a new laptop, too. Um, Fuck. <laughs> Shit. So did you get it when you have a sort of live show? Um, uh, People think it's a reference to this episode in 30 Rock where there's this character um, who basically dresses like a little girl, but she's an adult woman. And she's always doing, she's like always doing this baby voice and whatever. And and Liz Lemon is like, why does this girl always get what she wants? And she's like, I'm not, it's not an act. Like I really just am a sexy baby. And it's like a whole take on like, you know, how women like what women have to do to like get what they want basically. And so she's like, she, Liz Lemon's always just sort of like frumpy and angry or not angry, but like what the hell is happening? So it, Taylor's like, everyone else is like a cute, sexy baby, but I'm this like big monster power person who like can't do that is what the internet said. I think that it's Taylor Swift saying that she's like, number one, Taylor Swift is a tall woman. She's tall. And she's getting older now, and yeah. as we all are. Um, and she basically is just saying that she is not the hot young thing, and she mm. feels like everyone else is a sexy baby. Mm. Like, not an actual literal ba- baby. People are taking mm. the lyrics literally, that's weird. Which is just... Like a sexy that's like, baby. That's like, yeah, it's that's like, like, I'm a sexy baby. 
<laughs> you know, like a sexy baby. Like a sexy baby. Like you don't use that? Okay. Well, anyway, the people like to people like to be like, oh, I'm confused. I just was surprised she didn't just throw it in there. That was my only surprise. I, I think the crazier lyric is that she relates it to a monster on a hill after that. To get people to understand, like, I feel like everyone's a sexy baby. And I'm a monster on the hill. Like, on a hill, lurching is the next line. We should do a separate podcast that's just... Breaking down Taylor Swift lyrics. Yeah. Or acting them out. What's happening? I liked... What I liked about this album um, was just, like, sonically, it's a little bit different. I always like when people try something different and it works. Like, I think that's chill, so... I'll be honest. Jack Antonoff is too involved in this album. I think she should step away from him. I think he, like, overproduces some things a little bit. It's a bit much. Mm. I don't hate it. I do miss... I think what makes Taylor Swift great is her lyrics. And I heard the anti-hero cover on TikTok, and I saw someone do it in, like, a country folk way. Those lyrics still work Yeah, in that way. Yeah. And I think that she's such a good lyricist that she doesn't need all the pop and, like, it's, like... That's mm. a sexy baby weird thing. Just be you and oh. do like folklore evermore better. I think she should strip all her music down. I thought this was going to be more of a rock album. I thought it was going to be a little bit more, um, not like, just a little more authentic. It kind of went back to like lover, like um, yeah. the knee yeah, glitter like and all so that shit. But you know, I'm happy any new Taylor Swift music makes me happy, so I'm happy overall um, as I've been playing the album on repeat and have not stopped. I don't know when I'm going to cap off. I've annoyed everyone in my life. I've ruined all my relationships. I, at least you're open about it. Um, I like that SNL skit of like all these people pretending they don't like Taylor Swift. But they, but they actually do. do. I also will say this. People... It's almost like embarrassing or people don't want to say they like Taylor Swift because saying you like it is cheesy or like you're basic, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's not. She's fucking great. She's our generation's Bob Dylan. All right. What else is happening in the world? Hottest take of the day. <laughs> I love that. That's a fire observation. <laughs> just firing things off this morning. Let's, let's move to... A platform that we love and is near and dear to our hearts, Twitter. Twitter.com. Um, as many know, Elon is going to be taking over at Twitter. And he has stirred the pot with the employees. There's about 7,500 employees at Twitter. And Elon wants to shave off 75% of that. <laughs> which I not looking good. I agree, man. My observation is I agree. I think... Why is there 7,500 people at Twitter? What are they doing? What are they doing? Look, man, I don't know. They don't need 7,500 people. I have no idea what 7, Twitter... 7,500. I think Facebook employs like more than 100,000 people. They, yeah. Honestly, I do. But they have a bunch of that bonus money, like that TikTok for that <laughs> product manager that's been going around. Oh, sorry, Meta. Um... Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's cleaning house. Also, so let's talk about the open letter. He's also <laughs> trying to initiate a cultural shift, though, with these seventy five hundred people. Like, this isn't going to be a platform of censorship anymore. This isn't going to be a platform where people, like, where we can just kind of act on our whims and like use our own demands to shape the world. 
And so it's kind of interesting that they met him with this like list of, of demands, basically. I, I want to go back to that the, are very the, unclear, the point that you just said about the meta product manager. So what Maddie was referencing was this, basically this TikTok, we'll put it up. There's a TikTok, or we'll link it in the description. There's a TikTok, and it's been a popular trend of basically tech people working at these big companies that basically treat working as a vacation. And they're like, and this morning I woke up and did yoga given to me by my company. Yeah. And then I got three free meals from my company. And then I went and like, they just, their life is just really relaxed. It's, it feels like a vacation. Mm. And I honestly, I kind of feel like Twitter employees, like I don't fully know this, but it feels like there's probably a lot of dicking around happening at these big tech companies, meta included. Like people are just don't treat. Okay. And this is also a problem because this wasn't um, a unique selling point for millennials, Mm. getting jobs this this was a, a millennial trend they're like we have ping pong tables and snacks and then it got even yeah. more elevated because you had to be more competitive right. to bring talent in right. of being more attractive like you get a free gym membership and you right. do this when it's really not the company's job to do any of that shit yeah um and so then people want to work at places where, where it feels like a vacation and where they're not really being productive where they can work from home and believe me i love all those things like i i'm not hating on it it's just what it is like people want to work from home now. Elon is saying now this morning, no from home. he's like, no work from home. You can work from home, but just not for Twitter. And so the Twitter employees, he's so goofy. I love love, but he did that with Tesla too, during the pandemic and yeah. you cannot work from home. Um, and some places need that. Uh, so basically Twitter employees put out a open letter. I don't think that's a funny term to open letter. It's directed yeah. at Elon. Like <laughs> the envelope is not closed. Exactly. Says we demand of current and future leadership respect, safety, protection, and dignity. And it kind of goes into each one. Which are actually all very nice things to demand. They make a lot of sense. Were they not but getting that before? Like, has anything changed? The, no, no. I think the thing about this that's interesting is, like, just how sort of fruitless it is. Like, it, the whole request is empty. Like, you just walk around, like, I demand respect and dignity. Th those, are, those are, like, basic human values. Like, everyone should have those things, right? But it's, like, is that, really, is that really what you're saying, right? Like, is dignity the ability to work from home? Like, I don't really know that that's... Those are not synonymous to me. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what's so interesting about it is the way that they, like... We take this language and make it seem like, you know your right to whatever protection they say both those listed and our right to protection we demand that we preserve our benefits listed in the merger agreement and not eg remote work like it's just kind of it's just an interesting trend it's part of this broader trend of like we're going to publicize this like really flowery sounding thing that feels fundamental to our freedom and our existence but it kind of ignores like a the bottom line of the company and b just the reality of of your situation uh, um and and so i think it it kind of falls on deaf ears a little bit i mean to your point right like the meta point how much wiggle room do you do you really ha have? I, I don't know. What do you mean wiggle room? Like if if you're if you already work at this like really great tech office and you know I like remote work I want to work from home. I think just the thing that's weird is like we've really begun to conflate like 
calls for action to things that are genuinely threatening the well-being of other people versus like things that are threatening the comfort and well-being of my like fairly posh life though you're still like a hard worker I'm sure like it's just we we don't draw the we've lost the ability to draw those lines and and I think that's why this letter honestly is getting a lot of flack it's falling on deaf ears and people are saying like oh trophy generation but it's it's just because like our language now has become so diluted like the the idea of protection and dignity like really doesn't refer to your ability to lay in bed and do work on your laptop like those are not it's a it's a it's cheapening like actual human needs and rights and I think that's why people don't respond to it I think an interesting thing here is that people rather share their vacation lifestyle on a TikTok then work on something maybe that they're really proud of. Like, why are we showing this glamorized, relaxed lifestyle? It's almost like a flex of how much I can get away with in my work, in, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that people don't work hard at these companies because I do think they work hard at these companies. Does everyone work hard at these companies? No, you have to trim some of the fat. There are people who are just milking off of your company. Um, And I do think our generation is entitled. Like, I don't love that, but I do think that's true. I I can like this lifestyle and want to have those things, but... That is not our parents' generation. It was not, but yeah. in a in a in a way, I was read this article um, in the Sunday New York Times um, a business section that basically was talking about our parents' generation. They would go work in a cubicle, but like when the day ended, they went home. Right, right. Like they, there was a there's a clear separation between your yeah. job and what you're doing. Even working from home yeah. in some ways bridges that. Like you're always kind of a part of. this but it's just a different work style and it's changed and I think if you're a company you can decide if you want people to work from home or not and if you're a candidate looking for a job you can just say you can say I don't want to work for Twitter because they don't allow me to work from home so Twitter might be losing out on talent like that's the the counterpoint is people want to go where they feel appreciated and comfortable and respected and all these things so if you don't think that's Twitter any longer then maybe go work for a company go overwork at Meta and be a product manager. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. That's how you, that's how you stay competitive. Yeah. There will be a lot of people that want to work for Elon Musk and that will want to, to be there. So yeah. they will stay. I think it kind of sorts itself out. Yeah. I mean, it does. And if you, if you want to build a good product, I think you'd understand. Also, please just fix Twitter, course. fix, fix the bots, fix, <laughs> fix all of it. Verify my account. Nobody else, every, all, everyone else has a bunch of fake followers. None of Aubrey's followers are fake. None though, of them are which fake. Is good. They're all real. You know. Actually, <laughs> I know they are because they, every time they go around and they clean bots, I don't really lose that money. That's a good like, sign. Every, sometimes it'll be like a hundred, but yeah, those are, if there's only a hundred's fake out of that many, it's pretty good. Okay. Another tech company that's doing some, some cool stuff actually has been, but under the radar is, is Reddit who released their, uh, avatar collection months ago but the nft community seems to have just found out <laughs> they did um which is quite funny what's interesting about reddit was a couple things one the language of calling them um digital collectibles rather than nfts nfts which, are a dirty word well which i actually think is like a huge i just think it's a, a the right thing to do uh, every i i was just working with a project and i was like we don't call these nfts nobody ever knows really this is an nft oh yeah because People have people 
either they're against it because it's a, like you said, a dirty word or they're scared of it. It's a product that a lot of people are still very afraid of. And so calling it a digital collectible honestly makes people a little more willing. And they've seen that before. Uh, another thing that they did is you, they have the Reddit vault. So they essentially created their own wallet that you sign up for within Reddit. It has a recovery phrase and everything. Amazing. And they have some kind of deal with FTX as well for um, giving like the community somehow gas fees you can pay with rewards or something, which is kind of nice. interesting. Um, so yeah, people, people have really started trading these on NFT Twitter. Everyone's, everyone's super stoked on it. I love that. Is cool. I love that it was just in. It was Something existed, and then the bear market's so boring that someone was like, "Wait a second, yeah, hey, this has been." And it's actually kind of a huge deal because they have three million wallets that exist already. More than OpenSea now, which is like more than everyone, because <laughs> I think Reddit has fifty million users or something. Yeah, and you know, those are people that set up real wallets. That's really interesting. The one issue. Uh, that I have with it or just my one concern about a lot of these different platforms having their own products is like now you have three million people with a vault or like a reddit wallet um, and I just don't know what the interoperability looks like there right and we definitely don't want a world where you need like 800 million wallets yeah, to interact yeah. with the products that you like because then we're just like foobard you know but yeah. but the vibe is good that three million people now have a wallet that can interact with the Ethereum blockchain. Like that's Oh, so cool. it is neat. I was like, do they drop their own coin? Yeah. Like, are they doing, cause like the loyalty part of it, I'm interested to, to see how that all shapes out. But I mean, it is positive. Like Reddit, obviously massive platform, always early, really on the internet. Yeah. Everything kind of breaks yeah. on Reddit. Well, and Alexis Ohani and like, I don't actually know that he still runs stuff there, but no. his vibe is, his vibe is like deep in web three. So yeah. wonder if he had something to do. I'm sure Alexis. He, he actually went to my college and where I used to hang out in the library. There was this little plaque that I didn't notice for a long time. And I turned and it was like, here, the founding place of Reddit, like where Alexis Ohanian would sit. And I was like, that's cool. Reddit was founded at UVA? Yeah. Didn't know well, that. he went there. So he just did, did not know. Created it. <laughs> Wahoo wah. Today I learned. <laughs> um, okay. I just have to shout out Philly Sports because as people know, the observation has kind of become a sports show. Yeah, it's all sports. It's now. all sports now. Um, I just want to say the Eagles are six and zero. We play the Steelers this October thirtieth, which I think is Sunday. Um, so catch me at the White Horse Tavern. I don't know where I'll be. I try to get into the Philly sports bars in New York. It's hard. Oh, really? It's hard. You can't get in. Oh. You got to get there early as fuck. And I that was my first. I F-bomb only of the recently show. learned I'm really good. I only recently learned that like cities have bars for every. Yes. Yes, other for people city. that don't know, I think that's cool. New York City has bar, like you could go to or a like Chicago Bills yeah. bars versus like Giants bars. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, that's kind of funny. Maz, you should come with me. Oh, well, I'm a Bucks <laughs> fan, and they're not doing well at all because Tom Brady I, has lost all the powers of his witchy wife. So that's kind of their bad. But it's yikes. Um, also, the Phillies are in the World Series playing the Astros. Nice. So Philly sports is just. Out of control. And their mascot is that big green trash thing. The Philly fanatic? Yeah. that's Trash cool. thing? He looks like the Sesame Street thing. Like Call awesome. him the fanatic trash? He looks like the Sesame Street thing that lives in the trash. The cookie monster? 
No, that's the cookie monster. This is like Oscar the Grouch or whatever. He's green and he lives in the oh trash. Oh my gosh. I guess. I mean, you know, Philly fans would take that as like a like an <laughs> honor. They're like trash. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we let's, love that. Let's scale a pole. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I'm just going to say Philly as a city might implode if the, the Phillies win the World Series. But also at this rate, Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And, and it's we in Phoenix. That. And Oh, I should go. I, I don't know when... Tickets go on sale, but if you watch, if you're an observer and you have a a connection, that inside scoop, DM us. Um, okay, I want to do since I was sick last week because I was we we we're, we're launching a vlog this week. I don't know if it'll be out tomorrow. It'll probably be out Friday. Um, we're launching an Amsterdam vlog. Yes. We were at Bitcoin Amsterdam, but we also went to Paris. That was fun. ahead of time, which was yeah. really really fun. Very fun. Maddie knows like how to speak French. She lived in Amsterdam. This girl's well traveled, um, but I did get sick. Is my point while oh. I was there, as per usual. And we didn't get to have a show last week because I just really couldn't. Uh. Still sick, to be honest. But so I felt like just doing something very kind and giving away a hundred dollars. What? Yes, <laughs> I didn't know about this. I just see cash up. Cash app giveaway. I just feel like dropping a hundred dollars to some. If you drop your cash tag, oh my tag. gosh, heck yeah, yes. So I'm gonna drop mine. Drop your cash tag in the comments. Where in the comments on the video? Yes, and on or if you're listening on the I, only YouTube. This is only for YouTubers. This is a YouTube only competition. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you come over to YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Yeah, following. And comment. Make all your friends and family subscribe and follow. Force them to. Force them. Steal their devices, and then also make them sign up. To cash app using the code Aubrey. $100. <laughs> and that'll buy you a lot of Bitcoin right now. A year ago, that would have bought you way less Bitcoin. So it's the perfect time to get in. <laughs> we love that. I, th- I think that's the show. I, do, we, do we send it out with, with a little guitar? It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time. Everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby, and I'm a monster on the hill. Too big to hang out, slowly lurching towards your favorite city. Pierced through the heart, but never killed. Did you hear my covert narcissism? My disguise is altruism, like some kind of congressman. Tale as old as time. I wake up screaming. Anyway. Anyway. Um, thanks for tuning in to the observation. Good luck and Godspeed.